No one can serve two masters. Words taken from today's Holy Gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My children, when we read or hear the words that are before us today, there is one thought that should stir in our hearts. Nothing is more excellent than the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is our Savior, our merciful friend, our brother, our Redeemer. And today we see and hear him as our master. Every day we should thank Almighty God on our knees for deigning to speak to us through the scriptures. But of all the inspired words of these sacred oracles, we should be especially thankful that the Lord and giver of life should have inspired his holy apostle Matthew to hand down to us the greatest sermon ever preached over this veil of tears, the Sermon on the Mount. If you have any doubts where to find it in your Bible, you know your most important task this week will be to meditate upon the fifth through seventh chapters of St. Matthew's Gospel. Let us consider now at least how it begins and how it ends. First we read... Seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he had sat down, his disciples came unto him, and opening his mouth, he taught them. And the evangelist concludes his record of the sermon thus, And it came to pass, when Jesus had fully ended these words, the people were in admiration of his doctrine, for he was teaching them as one having power, and not as the scribes and Pharisees. Our Lord sat down to teach, and when he had finished, the people admired his words because he spoke as one having power. When we consider the words of this Sunday's Gospel, which fall in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, we arrive at a theme which we fail to draw from this sermon often enough. The time has come to choose your master. Our Lord preaches no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will cling to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Anyone who truly follows our divine master will refuse to serve mammon, and anyone who refuses to commit to following Christ will inevitably end up serving mammon. Mammon is the god of this world. The term refers specifically to money and riches. But the sin of greed is a sort of bridge between all the others, the spiritual sins of pride, envy, and sloth, and the carnal sins of gluttony and lust. Serving no master is not a possibility. There is no masterless man, just as there is no fearless man. 
A master may or may not be someone who is loved and respected, but he is always at least someone who is feared. Christ teaches us to fear God as a son fears his just and loving father. The world teaches us to fear as a slave fears a tyrannical despot. Fear is deeply rooted in the soul of every man. The man who fears God fears nothing else. The man who does not fear God fears everything else. Why would I choose this particular moment to tell you that the time has come to choose? Because it's not just our Lord telling us we must choose. That should be enough. But if up till now you've been mulling the decision, your time is up. The world is telling each of us today in no uncertain terms, the time has come to choose your master. Don't delay. Your safety is at risk. Yes, you've heard it many times from this pulpit over the past year and a half. And here it is again, that choice staring you blank in the face. You have two masters to choose from. A divine master who offers salvation and an earthly master who offers safety. No need to debate over the reality of a disease spreading across the world, over organized insurrection, over an ever more vaguely defined racism, and the unprecedented growth of monolithic national governments to guarantee our safety through it all. No need to toss conspiracy theories back and forth. As Catholics, we know there is only one conspiracy, the conspiracy of the devil. Millions of people are part of that conspiracy without fully realizing it. Others are active collaborators. But they are all serving mammon instead of Christ. The heresy of safety, the church of mammon, is all about spreading Russia's chief error, the error that has been menacing our world ever since Our Lady foretold it in 1917. Socialism. Socialism is the ultimate manifestation of the heresy of safety. Our divine master promises freedom from sin through baptism, peace of soul through sacramental grace, and salvation from eternal death. The demonic imitation of this truth is socialism which promises freedom from material care through state control, peace on earth through the abolition of all that can cause conflict, religion, family, culture, and the avoidance of suffering and death through security and the encouragement of all sensual pleasures. In order for our master's promises to be fulfilled, the Son of God had to be sacrificed on the cross. In every socialist revolution, it is always someone else's children who have to be sacrificed so that the perfect society can be achieved. Soviet Russia was the first nation on earth to legalize abortion. 
That murderous era has spread throughout the earth as a precursor to socialism, ridding people of all sense of morality to make way for total subservience to the state. Nearly 50 years have passed since the legalization of abortion in this country. Not only is legal abortion itself seen as necessary to safety and security, the scientific use of the body parts of murdered children is now almost universally touted as necessary for the safety and quality of our medicines, foods, and cosmetics. Do you remember that time six years ago when it looked like our nation's largest abortion provider was going to face criminal prosecution for selling children's bodies to science? Nothing came of it, of course. But remember that the only possible charge was that abortion providers were making a profit. As long as they were only donating the bodies, members of both major political parties thought that was just business as usual. And this same government now lectures to us on the morality of vaccination, telling us now that if we do not get a shot for one of the countless viruses that we have to live with, we shall have no part in their safe new world. Our Lord himself condemns the heresy of safety and the words that follow today. I say to you, do not worry for your life, what you shall eat, nor for your body, what you shall put on. Your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. And as he tells us a little later in his, in his public ministry, he who seeketh his life, he who seeketh to save his life shall lose it. But he who hateth his life in this world shall preserve it unto life everlasting. Children, the time has come to choose your master. For before you ever finish worrying over the troubles of this short life, you will meet your master. We should count ourselves blessed to live in a time when the lines are so clearly drawn. One master desires your patient suffering in this life and your salvation in the next. The other plans your sedated safety in this life and your ruin in the next. Please God that there should be only two kinds of people left in this congregation. Holy Catholics on fire with zeal to preserve their baptismal innocence and great sinners ready to make a tearful confession and obtain God's mercy. The lukewarm will have no place they have already chosen their master by default, and it cannot be Christ. Who are the lukewarm? Those who have chosen the comfort and safety of making a truce with the world. Those who are just fans of Christ and not his disciples. Those who see only the world here and now and decide that the world 
must come before God. Those who have no jealousy for the honor of our Lord's sacred name, who do nothing to keep blasphemy from their own mouths and the mouths of their family, friends, and acquaintances. Those who think little of occasionally missing Mass on Sundays and Holy Days, or see the Lord's Day as just one more day to get a little ahead on business. Children of all ages who think little of being rude or ungrateful to their parents. Parents who give up the good fight and let their children have all the electronic devices other kids have and dress as other kids dress so that they can lose their innocence forever. Husbands who resign themselves to their wandering eye, who let their work become an escape from the drudgery of family life, who see their family's Christian education and prayer life as something mom can just take care of. Wives who hold grudges, who fail to support the head of the home by being its heart. All two-faced Christians, those who are angels abroad and devils at home, those who cultivate a smiling, polished appearance in front of their fellow Catholics in the pew and drop endless snide remarks behind their backs. Those who view the enslavement, violation, torture, and mass murder of children as a problem too big for them to do anything about, aside from occasionally voting for the political party that holds out a carrot stick to pro-lifers. Church leaders who prefer to obscure and sidestep the most pressing moral issues of our time, the slaughter of the innocent, the assault on marriage and the family, the blasphemous abuse of God's rainbow as a banner for debauchery. Shepherds cowering before the wolves for fear of lawsuits, loss of tax-exempt status, or the drying up of federal handouts. Today we commemorate the beheading of St. John the Baptist, that voice crying in the wilderness of a sinful generation, who was thrown into prison and then cruelly put to death because he dared to confront the great civil power of his time and declare, your actions are not lawful. Today he declares to us, as Martha once did to sinful Magdalene, The Master is here and calleth for thee. It is time to follow him and follow joyfully. Smile and lift up your hearts. Your redemption is at hand. Live in this world, this enemy-occupied territory, as long as the Master bids you, but never belong to it. Work, study, pray, have good Christian fun and be with others in all things but sin. Never let a day go by without practicing corporal or spiritual works of mercy toward others. Bear one another's burdens. Let go of old grudges and forgive. And ask forgiveness now of those whom you have offended. This life is quickly coming to an end. Choose Christ for your master today. And you may hope to see his smiling eyes on Judgment Day as his sacred lips part to utter the words, 
we should long to hear above all others. Come, ye blessed of my Father, possess the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen.